It's the night uh, of Tisha B'Av, that special day of the year where we should be looking for meaning, and we're going to learn together tonight a little bit of Megillat Eicha, which is traditionally read in Shul at night after Marib and then also during the day. In some shuls, they even uh, read Megillat Eicha for the clock or parchment like Megillat Esther. Uh, this is not uh, a universal minhag, but this is becoming a stronger and stronger minhag, indicating the importance of Megillat Eicha to the day, the ninth day of Av. So let's learn the Megillah a little bit. The first pasuk, Eicha Yashva Badad. Eicha Yashva Badad. How is it possible that Yashva Badad, it must be a reference to Yerushalayim, Ha'ir, Rabatiyam, the city that had so many people in it. Aitaka Almana. It was like a, a widow. Almana. Rabati Bagoyim, it was highly regarded amongst the nations. Saratiba Lidinot. It was at the top of the list of the of the other nations. Aitalamas. It became Uh, I tell Abbas probably means that it became uh, a kind of source of funds for some other for some other power. They paid a high tax. So they, the city of Yerushalayim went from uh, greatness to poverty to oppression. But it's hard for us reading the words of the Pasuk to understand what exactly the relationship is between the speaker, who Chazal tell us was Yirmiyahu Anavi, Yirmiyahu the great prophet, the prophet of the exile, and he was the one, he, Yirmiyahu, was the one who said these words. Now when he looked, let's let's like look a little bit deeper into the words themselves. The first word is Eicha. Well, what, what is Eicha? Did you ever hear anybody use that word? Is it a word that, uh, that we know? Or, well, I mean, obviously, it's the word Eich. Well, if you have Eich, what do you need Eicha? Could there be a difference possibly between Eich and Eich? And Eich, we, we know what Eich is. Eich, Tagia Baita. How are you going to get home? Oh, take the bus. Eich. Eicha. How is it possible that she Yeshva Badad? This is sort of like reminds me of the distinction that Rav Nachman of Bratzlav made between Apikoris and Apikoris. Right, the, the Mishnah in uh, the Mishnah in uh, Pirkei Avot 
says you should know how to respond to the apikaris, to the person who denies uh, elements of faith. Says, what do you mean you should know how to respond? And what is exactly is it you're supposed to know? So, the, so Rav Nachman says, he explains it this way, you should know it because it's knowable. It's knowable. But there are other kinds of, that's, you know, there's a certain kind of apikoris who's like kind of a minor league apikoris. He says things that are uh, kind of annoying, but he doesn't really understand what he's saying. So that malashil apikoris means you have to know what kind of questions can be answered. But at the same time, Rabbi Nachman said, you have to know which questions cannot be answered. There are such questions according to Rabbi Nachman, and that's another story, but here, let's apply the Rabbi Nachman distinction to Eicha. It will turn out that there's uh, an Eich kind of question. How, how does it work? How is it possible? How did it come to be? And then there is another kind of question, Eicha, which doesn't have an obvious answer. It's beyond our ken. It's not something that we're equipped to handle. So again, Eicha, the Navi says, I, I, I know the question. I just don't understand how this could possibly happen. What is it he's talking about that could not possibly happen? Ha'ira bati'am city with lots of people. Yeshva Badad. Badad, that's what could not happen. You know, being alone, being alone is a, a problem in modernity. People suffer from being alone. And they strive to be connected. They don't want to be alone. But Yirmiyahu applies this notion applies this notion uh, 1500 years ago to the city. The city doesn't want to be alone. The city didn't want to be without its people. The city didn't want to be kind of destroyed by the enemy. He said, so Eicha, how could it be that God's city Yeshvabadad is suffering from Loneness, aloneness. Echa yeshvabadad. Because after all, isn't it true that this city was supposed to become the capital city of the entire world? Isn't it true that the entire world was supposed to be looking towards our city, Yerushalayim? and finding a way to connect to the city and to all the others who are connected to that city. So here we have Eicha. How could it happen? Wasn't it God's plan that there would not be loneliness in the world? That the peoples of the world would live happily with each other? Wasn't that the plan? So Ha'ira Bati'am, all those people in the city, Aitaka Almana became suddenly a widow. 
a widow, Haitaka Almana. Haitaka Almana, something impossible. Something impossible. How does a city become a, an Almana? So we see that Eicha probably means something. The word, I mean, the word Eicha, using the word Eicha instead of the word Eich to express, to express the difficulty that Yirmiyahu had with the situation that he was witnessing. After all, he didn't say that B'nai Yisrael or that the Jewish people should not be punished. He didn't say that what they did was perfectly all right. Quite the contrary. He recognized very well the difficulty that B'nai Yisrael had put themselves into. And he accepted the fact that there had to be, that there had to be a punishment. But why was the city punished? The city, which was the city of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, was God's place in this world, and began a chapter of world history that was supposed to develop and change and move uh, move on. So that's the first pasuk. The first pasuk is about how all of world history has been reversed, has been stopped. Not only the Jews being punished is what concerns, what concerns the prophet. What concerns the prophet is has something beyond all of this happened. Are we no longer able to reverse? the process that was begun when B'nai Yisrael came to Eretz Kina'am. The second pasuk, second pasuk, V'chotiv Chebalayla, V'chotiv Chebalayla. This is like two words instead of one. Two words instead of one. V'chotiv instead of V'chobalayla. Is there a difference between using two words or using one word? In Hebrew, this grammatical feature is called Lashon Nofel Alashon. Lashon Nofel Alashon, I mean, okay, we gave it a name, but we don't really know what it does. Rashi, by the way, we can't learn, we can't learn Tanakh without Rashi, so everything... It's based also on Rashi. I don't have to mention it every time. But Bachotiv Ke, I mean, does it mean anything beyond Bachobalaiva? You cried at night with Dimata and the tears were on the, on her cheek. Bachotiv Ke Balaiva. So Rashi, of course, leads us in the direction that. Bachotiv Ke refers to two different cryings. Crying by Dushon, then crying by Cheni, sort of like hidden in. Is the Novi Yirmiyahu, he says, I'm standing here at the destruction of the temple, but I know 
that this is not the end. That this is not the end that Yerushalayim is crying for now, but also crying for later on. It is crying. The city is crying because it's been its purpose has been changed. The loneliness cannot be cannot be absolved by people coming. It's not like like Adelut. Adelut. When you're in mourning, people come to visit and bring you back to society. Adelut starts with a sudden death, the death of a parent, the death of a child, it being a terrible tragedy. And all, all you want to do is be alone. All you want to do is disconnect from the people and the 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 processes that you've been involved with. And so people come to visit. I mean it's it's their mitzvah. They they should come to visit. But when they come to visit they actually do something. They grab the mourner by the hand and move him a couple of centimeters closer to reality. They bring him back. They bring him back wherever he is, alone and distressed and depressed. And they say, come back, your place is with us. Your place is with us. No one is pulling the city back to its original place. No one is trying to establish a kind of mourning house for the city of Yerushalayim. All of her fellows or friends denied her that's the way of anti-Semitism. When we see, when people see that the Jews are weakened that they have been uh, affected by some notorious enemy. Well, then this pasukah usually applies. Kol All of a sudden, even those who were not enemies become enemies. That's the way. The way of of anti-Semitism. It's contagious. It's like it's like that virus. You don't know where it is, and you don't know where it's going to kind of stop you, but it does. It gets after you. Pasuk, Pasuk Gimel, Galta Yehuda Me'oni, Galta, exiled. Exiled, the word exile for the Jews has special meaning, Right? It has special meaning because it's it's disconnected. It's the wrong thing. Geula is the right thing, and galut is the wrong. And then turning geula redemption into exile—that's certainly the wrong thing. So galta Yehuda meoni, Yehuda is exiled because of its poverty. When they rove avodah. And they have to do a lot of 
a lot of work, right? Merov Avodah. He Eshra Bagoyim. She sits. The people sit in amongst the nations. Lomatsa Manoach didn't find a way to rest. Koyot Feri Sidua Bein Hamitzarim and all of the those who chase chase after her, right? That Bein Hamitzarim, Bein Hamitzarim Meitzar is a narrow place that forms a border so that everybody is Lomas. So it's almost as though the people have regressed back to Mitzrayim. Back to Mitzrayim. And after all, these are the people who went into Eretz Canaan, captured it, rebuilt it, built the city of Yerushalayim, built the temple in the city of Yerushalayim under the, uh, the capable hands of Shlomo HaMelech. And now they're going back. Now they're going back. They realize they're going back. It's not just a punishment, but it's a denial of history. What they did, what they produced, what they made, it's all being undone. It's all being undone. We're not those people anymore. We're not those people. Darchet Zion Avelot, right? Pasuk Dalet. Darchet Zion Avelot. And again, the inanimate object is the thing that the Nirmiel is looking at. He sees that as being the question of Eicha. How could it be that meaning no one is going to Yerushalayim? No one is attending the days, the special days of the year. Right? There are no people coming to celebrate, to celebrate the holiday. All of the, all of the gates uh, are are empty, right? Are empty. The kohanim are kind of distressed. In a state of distress, Bitulateha, the young girls, Nugota, are so unhappy. Vehi, Marlot. Vehi. Who is he? She is, feels this uh, mar, this bitterness. Right? He, Marlot. That's Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim. So again, we see that. If you think about the inanimate, the the inanimate objects that are affected by this change in the political reality, right? Once the people of Israel were high in world esteem, they were highly regarded in the United Nations, in the World Health Organization. Suddenly, suddenly everything changed. Everything changed and the people were no longer able, they were no longer able to be those people, those people who looked up to, the people who, who, who stood in wonder as the Jews went to Yerushalayim on the special days of the year. 
the Kohanim dressed in their beautiful uh, clothing and served God in the Beit HaMikdash. All of this represented something that should be, that would be, that could be. And suddenly it all came to an end. It all came to an end and the Navi, Navi doesn't concentrate his words on the, on the people. Again, the people deserved to be punished. He's not arguing with God about the people and their punishment and how it was necessary for them to be as they were becoming. However, he couldn't understand about the building. He couldn't understand about the roads that lead to that building. He couldn't understand that God's home, God's place in this world, whatever that might mean, that God's place in this world was not clearly stated, was not part of of the reality anymore. You just couldn't go there. You couldn't go to God's to God's place. At another pasuk, the enemies became the 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 masters. The 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 enemies had peace, and the Jews in Israel and Yerushalayim did not. Ki Hashem God was taking note of all of its uh, transgressions. The children were taken were taken uh, captive by the by those enemies. Right, the children. The children who were part of the promise to the Jewish people, right, to Avram Avinu, that they'll be like the stars in heaven. And suddenly they're disappearing. The children are disappearing. They, they're not redeemable. So this trans, this whole reaction of the, this reaction of the of the Navi, who's standing and looking around, and what he sees is the destruction of the temple, and the denial of the of the roads leading to the temple. No longer will there be the clothing of the Kohanim. He doesn't talk about, as I said before, he doesn't talk about the punishment that B'nai Israel deserved, but he talks about the fact that the punishment kind of devolved on the idea of punish uh, of the Beit HaMikdash. And the Beit HaMikdash, after all, is called the place of God. Moshadlo, it was the place of the seat of God. How could the seat of God become, could, how could the seat of God disappear that's what the Navi doesn't understand. And he wonders, because he doesn't understand, he understands punishment, but he doesn't understand the Beit HaMikdash disappearing, and he doesn't understand. And so he said, Eicha, 
Yeshua talking about the city of Yerushalayim, the Beit Hamikdash in that city. He's talking about Echa. He says, Echa, I got a question. He turns to God and says, I don't understand. I don't understand how this could happen. How could it be that we could cause the downfall of malchut, of kingship, of God in this world. Vayetzei pasuk vayetzei me batzion kol hadara batzion again Yerushalayim all the glory disappears ayu sareha ka'ayalim lo matsumir eh that sareha Zarel were like rams. Lomatsu. Lomatsu Mered. They didn't find a place to rest. They had Hubelokoach with Meredev and they, they kind of went below Koach. They had no strength. Okay. Pasuk Zayin. Zachra Yerushalayim emei anya umerudeha. Zachra Yerushalayim. And here we come up with another word, which to my mind is a critical word for understanding. It's the word. It's actually the word. Zachra Yerushalayim. It's a kind of a change. A change. Zachra Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim is remembers. What is it? What is it? Remember. Yemei Anya Umerudeha. The days when it was Yemei Anya Umerudeha. So some commentaries say they're talking about the exile, the days of exile, and the days when they were set upon. All of the desirable things which were there from early on. That nation, the nation of uh, the Jews, fell to the hands of the enemy. No one helps. Ra'u Hatsarim. Ra'u Hatsarim. The enemies saw, saw them. Sochaku al Mishpatah. They laughed at them. They laughed at the people sitting al mishpateha al mishpateha mishpateha means like Shabbat like the word Shabbat those days when she was off. Pasuk Chet. Chet Chet Ay Yerushalayim Al Kein Nidah Hayata. 
He says, okay, Yerushalayim also sinned, therefore it was, she became, she, the city, became like a nida, like a menstruating woman. They all made fun of her because they saw her nakedness. So that in Pasuk, I, I want to just remind you that in Pasuk Yerushalayim, uh, Pasuk Zion, the Pasuk says, Zachra Yerushalayim. You may on I told you that that is another critical world, word that appears in the Megillah, which we have to track down. And so maybe we'll just do that. Maybe we'll track it down. If you look at the fourth parak, the fifth parak, Just one second. If you look at the last parak in Megillat Eicha, maybe that's uh, probably a good place to be. <laughs> that's, that's okay. It also starts off with the word Zechor. We didn't mention the fact that uh, that uh, this uh, Perak Aleph is written in the, in a kind of Aleph Bet form. The reason that I didn't make uh, make a note of it was even though several of the Prakim are written in that way, and this fifth Perak is twenty-two Psukim, which is the number of letters in the Hebrew alphabet. So the alphabet somehow is pretty strong. Pretty strong, though. If the alphabet is not so significant, like it could be that the alphabet the alphabet only comes to tell us that uh, there's a way of remembering things. Like, you know, most people who sing Eshet Chayo Friday night at home can usually remember because it's also the psukim are alphabetized. And here, it's also the same, maybe it doesn't mean anything. On the other hand, if you had a Kabbalistic kind of intention, you might say, no, the, word, the letters are the building blocks of creation, and therefore having them set out uh, one after the other might be really significant. It might be. But let's look at the at the fifth chapter, the first pasuk, and see what we can see. Zechor Hashem This is the end. After the Navi and whoever else might have contributed to the writing of the Megillah, they all, I mean, it's, it's been terrible. It's terrible. The, the city is destroyed. The people are destroyed. The morals and ethical level have, has gone down tremendously. It's simply, uh, on every level, a tremendous tragedy. And finally, in the last chapter, the, 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 they turn to the, the, the Navi and the, the other writers, turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, 
and they say this very strange thing, remember Hashem, what happened to us. To us, this is B'nai Yisrael, not Yerushalayim, but us. Look and see how how terrible our situation is. Our inheritance became the property of foreigners. Our houses went to others. We were we became orphans in Aben. We don't have a father. Our mothers are like widows. We had to buy water. Imagine that. And wood for fires. We had to pay for that. So what are we asking God to remember? We're asking God to remember things, the the reality of our situation. That's what we ask God to remember. Now, why would we do that? Why would we do that? I mean, do you think that God remembers, that God knows what it is that... Uh... So there must be some other way of understanding this turn to God. Zichor Hashem Mehayalam. I mean, what could that possibly mean? So you remember, you remember that uh, Noah was in an ark, and the ark floated around in a in a world that did not have a differentiation between water and dry land, but everything was just water. He was luckily with his family in an ark, and so the ark floated along until the rain stopped. The rain stopped and the ark settled on a place as the water subsided and the world returned to its original state. Right? So it was, the the ark was not, not just something floating around on water, but eventually came to a stop. Came to a stop. This process of returning Noah to the world, about giving Noah the opportunity to be part of the world that he left, right? Very much like mourning, right? You leave the world and you're drawn back into the world. Noah left the world and he came back to a world that was being recreated and he would start that world off just as Adam Arishon, the first man, started the world originally. Uh, 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 originally. And what is the word that's used in the Torah to tell me that Noah is the beginning of things? We're back to the way it was. That word is Zion Kaf Reish Sachar, to remember. To remember. In the beginning of Peretz and Breshis, it says quite clearly, Vayizkor Elokim et Noach. That's what it says. As it says in the Pesach, that God remembered Noach. Now, it doesn't mean 
that God remembered Noah, trivial, irrelevant, immaterial, understood. Of course God remembered Noah. Besides the fact that God put Noah into the situation in which he found himself, God doesn't forget anything. Remembering is not really a divine quality. When we say God remembers, we just mean that he doesn't forget. So why would the Pasuk say, Vayiskor Elohim et Noach? And this Apostle is quoted in the Zichron Note on Rosh Hashanah, which is another story. Zichronot, Zichronot of Rosh Hashanah, we say, give me all the psukim where God is remembering things. Tell me those psukim. Zichronot. Let me blow the shofar with those psukim or in tandem with those psukim. So it seems to me that by Noah, the word by doesn't mean God remembered but it means that God activated the world that was, the world that existed before the Mabu, before the 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 uh, flood. That world was remade. That world was started again by a Kodesh Baruch Hu, by Yiskor Elokim at Noah. Noach became the continuation, the continuation of the created world that was absorbed into Adam Harishon's death. Gone. The old world, that old world was continued by Kodesh Bochu, by Yiskoi, Lekirit Noach. So when the Novi decided to turn to God and to ask, for some sort of forgiveness, but forgiveness is not just uh, please forgive me, but forgiveness is a plan of action. It's a plan of action, and so the plan of action is Zechor Hashem Mehayalanu. That we have been punished enough and deserve the zikhor, deserve to remake the the world. And eventually, and eventually, I think the book of Echa, the book of Echa was actually the model for recharging and redeeming the situation of Am Yisrael. For Am Yisrael, Am Yisrael ultimately was redeemed. But you remember that the book of Eicha is applied equally to Bayit Rishod and to Bayit Sheni. It's all... So it, sound, it sounds like what Eicha is saying is that the, the building, the building, that may not come back again. The roads to serving God in Yerushalayim that may not be, not ever be the same again. But the people, the people will, the people who see themselves as part of a Zechor Hashem Me'ayalanu, 
the people, they will be redeemed. And the way that they will be redeemed is through Torah, by understanding, understanding, and this is uh, all of Pirkei Avot, is basically this uh, theme that understanding, that if you understand that you can rebuild yourself based on the learning of Torah, the absorption of Torah, the being part of Torah, if you can do that, if you can do that, you will you will prevail. You will prevail. That's what the fifth paragraph of Megillat Echa, Megillat Echa says. So the first parak of Megillat Echa says there's a hopelessness in the situation. I mean, God has abandoned its place. That sounds hopeless. Echa, we say. How could it be? How could there be just abandonment of... So the answer is, oh, I understand. We were given the opportunity to live with God's place and we loused it up. We don't get a second chance for that. But we can daven for ourselves. We can say, We can say, God, help us out. And you know that the last psukim in that, in that barrack, the last barrack is this, Pasuk Chaf. Lama Why would you forget us forever and ever again? That same theme of the of the of the Zechor Shema Yalanu Tazvenu Orecheri. How could you just leave us be? But the answer is Hachivenu Hachem Elechol Nachuva Chadesh Avedikedem. The answer is Chuva Torah Chuva rebuilding ourselves but leaving letting go of the institutions of the institutions that were destroyed by the Babylonians and then by the Romans and to this day we have not been able to recover them we have been able to recover ourselves we are the people of the Torah and the Torah is what watches over us and keeps us uh, keeps us a people, maintains us as a people, keeps us. And that's the Zichor Hashem Yalanu. If God would remember, then the option, the, the, the possibility of Hashivenu Hashem Elecha We want to be as we once were. We're not going to be with the temple as we once were. We know that even the second temple was not as glorious as the first temple. We know that. And there's nothing we can do about that. But we can remake ourselves into the people. They used to say the people of the book. Now there are no books anymore, so we have to see be the people of the computer. But we will be. We will certainly be that. And that will be the Zichor Hashem Mehayalanu and it'll be similar to by Yitzchor Elokim at Noach, and he will leave the unanswerable question of Eicha Yashva leave it aside, and we will kind of move along, we will move on, 
with what we do understand and what we can do and the things that we can uh, help ourselves with. Um, as I said earlier today, uh, if you have any problems at all with fasting, drink. Don't feel, don't even think about it twice. If you have problems with fasting, the, the corona is out there and the 35 degree heat in Yerushalayim and also I understand in New York and other cities it's very, very hot and not necessarily conducive to fasting. But in any event, if you don't feel well, drink. All the best. Be well.